Welcome to Rooster and the Devil, where we give you the American's perspective on English Premier League soccer, with hosts Brad Tyndall, Jimmy Karn, and Mike Steenstra. Uh, welcome to Rooster and the Devil. We have a very special episode. We're excited. We've actually been trying to get a Leicester fan on here for a while. So Jason, what's up, man? Tell us about yourself. How are you? I'm uh, Jason from, from New York. Uh, co-founder of uh, New York Foxes, a New York City-based uh, Leicester City supporters group. I started with my twin back in 2011, mm-hmm. but I've been a fan of of the club for uh, for a long time, going back to the Casey Keller days in '98. '98. All right. Yeah, we realized that there was there was there were Bristol City groups, there were uh, Queens Park Rangers groups. And all these other clubs in New York, but there was no Leicester City group, so we finally decided to do something about it. So how'd you pick Leicester back then? Uh, well, that's because of my, my twin brother, who was a... Uh, we, we were both playing soccer and, and following it and, and into the game, um, among other sports. But my, my twin brother was a big uh, Casey Keller fan and had spotted him playing at Leicester City. Uh, and the first game of that season was... Uh, Leicester against Man United, and there was a show on uh, Fox Sports Channel. It was just called English Premier League, and it was kind of like a, a match of the day type of show. And they had it showed extended highlights of that Leicester game, and he was just taken by them and their, their plucky side, and and that was it. And, and we've been fans ever since. So you've seen a lot of shit with them because I, I was oh, reading yeah. it. it was like 2007, 2008. They were down in third tier and then kind of had this meteoric rise back into the Premier League. But yeah, uh, yeah. a lot yeah, of championship. But, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad you, you, you mentioned that because, you know, when I think when a lot of people talk about the, the recent history at, at Leicester, it always starts with um, – that that first season back in the in the Premier League and like you, you're right you know we we saw a lot of shit had to uh, had to listen to a lot of it on on you know uh, internet radio to to follow games but yeah it was it was bad it was for for a long time um, at the club uh, early 2000s relegated uh, the the team had built the new new stadium uh, and went into administration and there was no guarantee that the club was going to survive. Um, and so we didn't know what was going to happen. Um, but yeah. And, and so there was a dark time. It was a tough slog back up to the premier league, took 10 years to get back. And, uh, but now I can say every day is just a bonus. So that was, go for it. Oh, so you guys are like the, the Andy King of uh, Lester fans, right? You guys were there from, from everything. (laughs) Wasn't he the player, right? That he, he came with them for all of their, all of their championship wins, like through the first tier and up. Yeah, well, you know, you know, no one's no one's ever said that, and I'm, uh, yeah, I, I think that's pretty fair. I, I'm I'm proud to uh, to take that mantle. If somebody wants to call me the uh, the Andy King of of, of American Western, absolutely. <laughs> Even though he's on loan away right now, right, uh, right. Hopefully he'll he'll get his testimonial and. Uh, 
but yeah, I mean, he's he's got all the uh, he's got League One championship and uh, and Premier League medals to his name. So yeah, I guess we we were all, all along for that same ride. So was it King Power they built that uh, put them in administrative uh, burden there? Yeah, yeah. So, King uh, Power? They moved out of Gilbert Street, which is the longtime oh. uh, home home of the club. And uh, when they built that new stadium, it was actually called uh, Walker Stadium when mm. it first opened. So Walker's is like the you know British Lay's, and they make mm. all the, the potato chips or the crisps. And <laughs> uh, so Walker Stadium, or some other fans would call it the the Crisp Bowl, uh, that that put the that club into into debt there were uh relegation didn't help uh it was a uh, never does big big wage bill and uh and then there was also uh a tv deal that collapsed so uh. all the teams that were being relegated were also promised this tv money but then itv the tv company went bust pretty much too so then uh. all of that money dried up and it was just like a perfect storm of shit really wow that's and that was 11 years ago and think of what you've had happen in those last 11 years. You guys have been mainstays in, in the league for a while now. Uh, obviously the big year uh, that you guys won. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what was that? What was that year like for you? Cause like, I mean, they talk about like, you know, the beginning of the season, like the betting odds, you know, you could bet uh, on Lester winning the league or you could bet like on Elvis was still alive. And it was like the same odds. It was something crazy <laughs> like that. Um, what was that like for you? Yeah, well, you know, I, you know, the club has had some success, right? And so there, there are a few League Cup wins under O'Neill, you know, late '90s or you know, 2000 also. So there were a couple of day trips that came along with that. But I don't think any of us would have ever just imagined or the club would ever win the Premier League. So we were we we're kind of fine with that reality. And and sure, fine to be fans of just knowing that that would never happen. Um, so it was it was pretty unbelievable to 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 experience, uh, and it just it did none of it ever felt real. And, sure, the whole season yeah, you're I, probably just like, well, yeah, this is great while it's lasting, <laughs> but yeah, you know yeah. we're not gonna win. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think a lot of us had that had that uh, attitude, but then you know as the results started piling up. You know, we yeah. kind of looked around and like, you know, we're not getting the respect here that we're good. We're putting these teams away. We're good. Uh, and I, I was lucky enough to, to go over that season for, for one of the best weeks of the season, which was Liverpool home when uh, Jamie mm. Barty hit that long yes. volley. You were at, you were at that, that game? Yeah, I was behind the goal uh, oh, at that game. God. And then went up to... The, uh, the Etihad to see them beat Man City what? Uh, later that week. So what a, and, what a, that's yeah. awesome. it was like that, that week. I mean, I, you could do a whole episode just on that week. It was like <laughs> a, it was like a make a wish foundation trip for an adult who doesn't have a terminal illness. It was, it was unbelievable. Let's go into it, man. Who cares? No, no, let's, no, let's, <laughs> uh, let's, let, let's, let's save that for when, uh, when Lester's pushing Liverpool, uh, in the second half of the season All right. we'll, and we'll All bring right. him on for that, that story. Yeah, just got to so promise we, to come back because I really want to hear it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh, yeah, but but you know, and that was the time where I think where people finally uh, let themselves say like, hey, "We can do it, we can win." And it and it was nervy. It was a it was a really nervy end of the season, and it was a pressure 
that as fans, I don't think we were used to. But the good thing was that the, like the players, there was no pressure for them to do anything. You know, the obligations was Arsenal's, it was Man City's, it was Liverpool's. It was never Leicester's to win win the title, and I think that that helped the players. I mean, the players you had on that roster too. I am always fascinated to learn since I'm a new fan of yeah. all the talent that that you guys have uh, lost since that season. And talking Mares and Con- and then uh, Conte, Conte, yeah, Conte. Who else? Yeah, and I, I think you know a lot of us weren't sure if we'd recover uh, from the loss of of Ingola Conte because the, the joke was that the uh, Leicester would play three men in the midfield, so Danny Drinkwater in the middle and Ingola Conte on both sides. <laughs> I was just just <laughs> everywhere. He was phenomenal. And, <laughs> You know, and, and I think a lot of us look back at the huh. next season and think that it, things would have been different had he still been there. Um, but, you know, it took some time to kind of, you know, to get back up and to recover from those those transfers. But I think the, the club of the last few years has, has done a, a pretty fantastic job. At well, that. I think uh, that some of the players, you, you, I mean, I would argue – like I know you guys won the league, so it's I mean it's hard to argue against it. But I would argue like top to bottom, you guys might be better as a team talent wise this season than you were even that season. I think that obviously there were some great players that went on yeah. to do great things, yeah. but depth wise, I mean I, you guys are you know pretty pretty fantastic right now. Yeah, you know like I I, I wouldn't I wouldn't argue against that. I think a lot of us uh, feel that way. The, the teams are a bit different. There was. Uh, the, the title winning side was, was pretty one dimensional, right? Like don't hold the ball, uh, compact the, the pitch and, you know, spring Barty and Morris forward as quickly as possible. Like turn those turnovers into chances right away, get the ball over the top. Uh, and this team with Rogers is, is different. They're a bit more dynamic. Uh, it's not really relying on one, two players uh, and they're more versatile. And, and yeah, I think top to bottom, there's there's more talent uh, on the side throughout throughout the side. Yeah, I I, I agree with you on, on that. Absolutely. Well, yeah, I, I read too. You know, like uh, um, I mean, obviously you guys were blessed with you know not a lot of injury problems the the title winning year, um, but basically you know Claudio ran out the same exact team formation uh, week in week out in the Premier League, whereas I read that Rogers has used three different starting lineups and three different formations in the last three games, like all with great results, obviously, but that's, this shows some of that dynamism that you're talking about, you know, the ability to play different formations and different styles when they need to. Um, yeah. Yeah. You're, you're right. You know, like I, you know, every Leicester fan, you know, the, the last day that they're alive, will be able to um, tell you that starting 11 from that team. Cause it really just picked itself almost every week. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, Rogers has changed things up. He changed the formation last game. He, you know, Kalichi Iannaccio seemed to have come back from uh, from the dead here, and he's uh, <laughs> looked pretty dynamic these last couple of games. Um, yeah, so it's 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 cool to see, um, and, and it's, it's very entertaining uh, football, which is uh, which is also a bonus. Always fun. Yep. Yeah. So after you guys won, I was looking up some Champions League results and saw that you went to the quarterfinals. So what was it like watching Leicester in Champions League against some European talent? Uh, you know, uh, one of the – well, uh, as a Leicester fan, I would say, you know, that I've you know, got two great regrets in my life. And one one is not getting the chance to go to Philbert Street. 
um, while it was still there. And the second is not getting over to any of those games that season. So they, I'm really hoping that we we hang on and, and and get a top four spot so I can do that next year. But it was it was phenomenal. Um, they they had a great draw uh, in the group stage. Uh, good cities for the fans to go travel and visit, and Neat. it was just so surreal to just see Leicester like up like in you know on the same board as like all these titans of 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 soccer right and to see you know atletico real madrid barcelona like all these teams in the same you know yeah tournament the most the best (laughs) the best european tournament there is yeah i mean i still get chills when i hear the champions league uh theme you know not because of what's happening this year because i think back to that season and uh you know that the the round before Atleti was phenomenal against Sevilla, who who had never lost to an English team uh, in European competition. The they round of won. sixteen. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean they had won. They had won, uh, you know, like a few uh, UEFA cups. And the way that the the team came back, and uh, especially with Claudio, you know, getting sacked in the middle of that. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I mean that home that home um, the return leg was unbelievable Schmeichel making another penalty save the atmosphere is great uh and then to go play against Atleti and uh, yeah I thought we really gave them a you know good run it was unfortunate mm-hmm. it was a penalty in the first leg but uh, you know we we were right with them yeah man the end, so yeah just I mean an entertaining quarterfinal Champions League game is a lot of fun oh yeah yeah and you know it and at the end of it I don't think any of us were like disappointed we were just so happy to to go along for that ride. And, and Hey, like Leicester was the, the last remaining premier league team in the competition that year. So, you know, nope. we could always hang our head on that. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So while all this is going on in the background, you've had this supporters group, um, that you and your twin started New York yeah, yeah. Foxes. So tell us, tell us when that came about and you know, what that relationship has been like. Sure. Uh, well, you know, we've, we've been fans, you know, for a long time and, uh, it wasn't very easy to, to watch games. And so we would do what we could. Uh, we would, uh, you know, listen on radio, like internet radio, like there was a occasional, like there was a occasional league cup match or there was a league cup final. We'd scrounge together a few bucks or one year, my mom, our mom, you know, bought, bought one of the games on uh, on pay-per-view so we could watch it. We didn't have very much then, but she still did that for us. And How old were you at the time then? Yeah, I mean, we were teenage. We started, so 98, we were we were, we were 15. Uh. And, uh, yeah, it was pretty special, you know, to, for her to do something like that. And uh, so, you know, and then we would, you know, there were some friendly uh, drinking establishments in, in New York <laughs> that would – let us in knowing that we were the, the Lester guys and huh. didn't really ask us too many questions at the door. And so, you know, just so we could, you know, watch the occasional game and sure. then, uh, you know, so, you know, there'd only be a few games when you're in a championship back then, the TV deals were different. So you'd, you'd watch a handful of games on TV. Right, right. Uh, but then we just, you know, in 2011, things are kind of turning around uh, be shy and, you know, King Power Group, the ties took over. Sven Jorn Eriksson was the manager, which is ridiculous. 
And so we were kind of feeling bullish about, about the team. And we just, we looked around and we're like, what the hell is going on here? Like everyone else has got a group and why the hell isn't there a Leicester group? So we kind of started almost as a, as a joke after a night out. Yeah. Yeah. We stayed over at my place and we like posted this, you know, joke, you know, manifesto online and, and it <laughs> caught on. And, uh, and people started meeting up with us to, to watch the games and uh yeah it's just it's have you seen growing. a lot of growth in the groups yeah 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 it def- definitely has i mean certainly the year we won too was just phenomenal we were, there's so many people coming out to watch but we we've been really embraced by by the club and and by by the city of leicester and folks from leicester which is phenomenal and, and people really appreciate what we do um you know we and we try to always you know put them first so sure. uh, we have a great relationship with the club. They just put out a documentary uh, this year, highlighting a few fan groups. So us, um, a, a group in Greece and a group in Sweden. And uh, the club was over here last year in December for that Premier League event. And we were able to arrange a bunch of um, bunch of events with them through the weekend. They brought you know a few former players over uh yeah and the club is and was that we've become such good friends with people at the club it's it's phenomenal right was that uh so do you know christian fuchs at all like because he has a relationship with new york city and i think that event was at his spot right no no well so yeah it was the the events that we did were uh at football factory which is our home bar gotcha so if you're in new york it's it's a phenomenal place to, to go watch games. Uh, Jack's incredible over there. And then we have, uh, we, we went out to uh, Brooklyn to so five and had five, five aside tournaments there, but Christian, yeah, he's New York based guy now. And he, he bought a prison upstate and turned into a sports complex. Just you know how I know that, you know, how I know he has a complex up there is my buddy just bought the brewery next door and they're, oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah. so he's just like, and he's not a soccer fan at all. He's just like, oh, Christian Fuchs. I, I think he plays in England. I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and I d- did all this research. He's, he just lives in Manhattan. Like his wife lives in Manhattan. I'm sure he lives there in the off season. Yeah, yeah. And they have, you know, they live, up, you know, they live upstate too. And uh, I've actually been fortunate enough to uh, to meet Christian and get to know him over the years. Um, that trip that I was mentioned before in 2016, uh, he found out that I was coming over from New York and. Christian had gotten in touch with me and we wound up uh, getting to hang out in Leicester. Oh my God. Wow. We went out for, went out for a few drinks in Leicester, like (laughs) the Sunday after that mad city game. Oh my gosh. Were you, did you feel like a celebrity? Cause everyone saw you with Christian and they're like, Oh, this guy must be important too. Like, like first class service all the way. You know? So, so we weren't really at like any fancy places, which is, I think, one of the best parts about it. I, yeah. I happened to already be out. He wanted to go somewhere where the, where the games would be on. And, uh, it, it, uh, that was a, that was a really fun night. Um, you know, and we, we forget too. like, we can always watch them on TV, but like in England, people don't have the access to games on TV like we do. So there were people who kind of like knew who he was, but they weren't sure, like, especially older folks. But, mm-hmm. uh, he was he was great with with everyone. We had a, we had a lot of laughs, and um, he he's yeah, had it. He's had a very impressive career. And for people that don't know, and there might not be a lot of people that know about Lester that listen to this podcast, he plays 
left back sporadically yeah. for you guys, but but was your mainstay left back during during some of those earlier ti- like the well, title year, right? Yeah, he was the guy. Yeah, when you when we talk about that that starting eleven that everyone will be able to rattle off when they're you know eighty five years old, uh, that was the man. You know, at left back uh, all season. Has there ever been a better Bash Brothers pairing at center back than Wes Morgan and Robert Huth? Like, uh, yeah, I mean, we've, <laughs> we've had some. We have had, we have a pretty good legacy of like real tough ass defenders, you know, like Steve hmm. Walsh, Matt Elliott, you know, Jerry Taggart, and those guys. Wasileski, you know, who was there that year, you know, that year too. Um, so, you know, I think we, we're kind of proud of, to have have those, you know, kind of so, nutter players back there, but. Those are the only two that that lifted the trophy. So you know they got to be my top choice. So uh, as a as a really uh, cynical Manchester United fan, uh, who's a better defender, Johnny Evans or, or Harry Maguire? Because oh, I'm a little I'm a little bit, I'm a little bitter about it right now, to be honest. With you. Oh yeah, I mean if I were you, I'd be bitter about both, right? Because you did have Evans. <laughs> yeah, well we hey, let him. You know what he won? Oh, he won no. with you. We, we had Evans and let him go like he was too old, and then he's gone on to just, I don't know, be a really good center back for a couple teams now. Um, I, I mean, I think as a defender, I think most of us would say last year that Evans was was our best defender, mm-hmm. uh, best center back. Um, and it's worked out pretty well so far, you know, for us, especially with Soyonshu, uh slotting mm-hmm. in really nicely into to McGuire's old spot. Yep. But, yep, yep. Know, listen, no. Listen, no. You, you <laughs> keep your hands off Madison, though. All right. I mean, a lot of chatter about that. Oh, hey, boy. Hey, if 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 it means that uh, you guys can like offload one player for, I don't know. I'm guessing, you know, whatever Manchester United wants to like just spit up and be like, yeah, see, we made a good transfer. Like, no, you didn't. You got rocked for a world record for uh, a, a fairly good defender. He's no Virgil Van Dyke. Let's be honest. Yeah, I mean, so we're. Uh, Lester's building a, a new big training facility. It's supposed to be like pretty state of the art. And so uh, I do hear that they might decide to name it the Ed Woodward Training Center. <laughs> <laughs> personally personally funded by Ed Woodward. Yeah, that's fantastic. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, sorry. I'm sorry. I just, in all, that's no, completely no, fair. No, no. I appreciate it. I am. Hey, I am. I, I am admittedly the most self-deprecating Manchester United fan that you're probably going to meet. Like I'm, I'm fully aware of, of all of the opportunities to make fun of us. Um, but like on a, on a, uh, on a football note, yeah. is that, is that a concern, you know, this season, you know, as well as you guys are playing is, is, is many, so many good young talented players. Are you guys worried about, you know, maintaining, you know, the core of the team and, and really building on being a, like a top four, top six club going forward. Yeah. You know, I, I think no matter what, I think it'll take us a long time, right. Before we feel secure that we can keep whatever player player we want. Um, you know, we've seen it every year. There's at least one big guy goes, um, and it's just a matter of whether you can keep replacing them. And you know, that, that after the, the year, after we won, right. And, you know, having Golo, Conte leave Leicester and go to Chelsea wasn't even, you know, in champion in Champions League or, you know, in, in Europa even. Uh, mm-hmm. Give up Champions League football to go play for them. It does show how some of these clubs are still really big draws. So we're trying to be smart. Well, the club is trying to be smart about contracts and they got rid of all the release clauses for players and 
and you know trying to sign guys to you know, extended contracts to keep those transfer prices up. I saw Madison there talking to you right now already. That's that's the uh, that's the chatter right now. So and that is probably also to to keep that price up for for Manchester United when they come knocking on the door. <laughs> uh, anytime there's a good young player somewhere in in Europe, they're like, "Ooh, I bet you United will bid a hundred million pounds for him." That's uh, uh, you know, that's usually the transfer rumor. You got to You got to jack it up a few million too if he's if he's young. Oh English. yeah. Oh, oh English too. Absolutely. Absolutely. How to yeah. play yeah. that game? Yeah. <laughs> All right. So I wanted to ask you about Jamie Vardy in general, just because he's awesome. I mean, oh, came you. on yeah. late. I agree. <laughs> and, I agree. And his story, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, how do you feel about Jamie Vardy? Like, uh, um, I mean, I, I guess I don't even remember how how yeah, long. Yeah, one of early memories. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so. Uh, I don't know if a lot of us were sure, right, when we signed him. We knew he had this incredible sure. goal-scoring record, but he he was a he was the record at the time for a non-league player. So if mm-hmm. people don't know his story, he he was he's a Sheffield guy. He was playing for Wednesday, Sheffield Wednesday um, as a youth player. Got cut when he was 16. Kind of worked his way up. He was uh, playing for a factory team. Uh, there was a time when he was actually playing games while under a curfew uh, for an incident at, at a bar. So he you know, wore a bracelet and he sometimes he'd have to leave games right away or in the middle of games to go run to his parents' car. So they'd be driving back home to get him there in time. And, uh, you know, he's a tough, Jeez. tough guy. Um, he, you know, signed and, you know, it took him that, that first season maybe didn't go so well. He actually almost quit. Um, and also, you know, didn't have a reputation of taking care of himself. Sure. You know, he did, you know, Skittles infused vodka and, and all the things that he would do and drink. But uh, the next season, he did really well. And we started to see like how, how good he was. Um, and he always kind of needed that extra season. Yeah, I think in, in each new league, it was the same when he got, we got promoted to Premier League. Uh, mm. But he, he could very well go down as the greatest player in, in, in our history. I mean, I think finally this year, this year he's getting respect from all around the league. Not that they well, didn't before, but but well, so I, I know, he's been doing it for so long. He, yeah. He's it's hard not to respect the guy. Yeah, right. So like that was the whole talk the year we won. Like, oh, he'll he'll never do this against a flash in the pan season. Right. And like we knew how good he was, and like he can play with both feet, he can jump, he's he's a good passer of the ball and setting up teammates. So, you know, we, we know he is. You love his spirit too. <laughs> What's that? What's that? I said, I, you love his spirit too. Oh, like, come on, man. Yeah. There's nothing like seeing him like give it back to, to opposing fans. And we, we try to tell him, we try to tell you all, like, just don't say anything to him. It only like makes him stronger. So, uh, <laughs> just don't like leave his wife out of it when you're soft. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. We don't have to talk about all that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Although entertaining, yeah, on yeah. some level. Well, his uh, right. well, his uh, his first year, uh, he sat on the bench with Harry Kane, yeah, at Leicester when Kane yeah, was on that's loan. Right, yeah, Kane was over on loan, and yeah, that was that that picture of them. I love that picture. Playoffs, and you know, who would have thought that they, you know, they would both become you know, the who players they, are. That they did 
I mean, two of honestly this generation's best strikers. Top yeah, five. Yeah, yeah, certainly, absolutely. So, who are the unheralded players in your squad that you really like, and then maybe some some young guys that we probably have no idea about that are, you're uh, excited about? I, I don't. I, I actually almost don't even want to answer this question. I don't want. I want these guys to fly under the radar. So don't, <laughs> <buy this. laughs> don't worry, we don't have that many listens. So. Yeah. Um, well, you know, I, I it's tough to say because you know a lot of people are getting getting credit this year, but I think Wilfred and Didi has really showed um, how how valuable he is and how good he is at that role of like breaking up plays and uh, you know he's he's done you know every bit as much as what Ingolo did for us the year that we we've won um he's been an incredibly dynamic player and having a player like him gives you that ability to to be flexible with your tactics right you don't have to play a second defensive midfielder you can just keep Wilford in there and sort of you know he can help you take care of everything at the back so certainly certainly indeed he is has been mm. I think great and he's still so young uh, but then, you know, some other players, uh, I'm surprised when we, everyone's talking about transfers and Chilwell and Madison and, um, all these guys possibly leaving that Ricardo Pereira's name doesn't really come up. Um, you know, when you think about great fullbacks in the league, you certainly, you know, Liverpool's two guys are definitely top of the list, but Ricardo has just been fantastic. The way he, he's always involved in the, in the play, always pushing the ball up uh and he's really improved the defensive side of his game uh, i think he's just been i think he's been one of the best signings in the league over the last couple of years uh and then for young guys to look out for in the future certainly harvey barnes mm-hmm. uh, playing you know forward uh and then we're starting to see a little bit more of uh james justin uh another fullback that we picked up from uh from luton and he's, you know, he seems like a pretty dynamic, good young player. Can use both of his feet, and he made a pretty good cameo appearance uh, uh, recently. So you guys have barely, you haven't conceded shit at the back this year. So, oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, may that continue, please. I, <laughs> yes, I do. I do have a special play. Like uh, I do love Casper, um, only because. Uh, his dad at United was the reason that I decided to become a goalie growing up. Oh, is that really? Yeah, uh, I I love I love Peter Schmeichel. Like I was, like I have like pictures of myself, like you know, or, or videos where my dad's got me out in the yard and I'm screaming like I'm Peter Schmeichel, like diving to make a save. Like that was, that was my guy. So like he, I I do like Casper, and he's a he's he's absolutely a fantastic goalie, and he's been doing it for a long time too. I think that um. Just because he stayed in Leicester, like I feel like he's not as appreciated as some of the other goalies, but he's fantastic. Yeah, yeah I think that's pretty fair to say, and, and we love him. And you know, I, I don't think a lot of us realize um, what we'll miss when he's gone because he he has been he has been very good. Um, and even if he hasn't had his best season, he's he's a leader. He's one of the guys you know who who really has command of, of that dressing room and and. Uh, that's really going to be missed when, when he finally goes, but he's been phenomenal this year. He's been great with Denmark. Um, and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll um, give you all or, and everyone who's listening a little, a little um, admission also. Uh, so you, you know, wanted to be Peter Schmeichel that before we became Leicester fans, I, I really liked Cantona and I used to wear my collar. Oh, uh, yes. 
And when my brother told me, like, hey, man, it's Lester. This is, this is going to be our team. I was like, ah, are you sure? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. But you know what? I, I went with the twin, went with That's Jordan. Fair. I love you, man. And, are you identical? Uh, it worked out. We, yeah, we, we are. I don't, you know, I wouldn't say we're the double mid twins, but, but we are pretty, you know, we, we look alike for sure. You can definitely tell we're brothers. Medically we identical. Same milkman or, you know, yeah. something like that. Oh my gosh. My, my wife's a twin and she looks nothing like her sister. Like they're not like, like they look like sisters, but that's about where I draw the line. They don't, they're not, they don't look like twins at all. So. So I, for I everyone that. listening, that, that that means they are like incredibly identical, but that was a good save by you. You know, she's like, you're, <laughs> you're, you're definitely the hotter sister. <laughs> Thank you. If my wife ever listens. So we, we joke about that. Like, we don't think that like our wives care at all, but like, you know, if something tragically happened to one of us that they'd be like, oh, I just want to hear their voice one more time. And they'd listen back <laughs> to these podcasts. <laughs> you saved me for that one. Thank you. There you go. My wife loves Casper Schmeichel, actually. Last World Cup, she saw him in goal for Denmark, and she's just like, is it Denmark or Sweden? No, he's Denmark. It's Denmark, it's Denmark yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And she's just like, who is that? I'm just like, don't worry about it. And then <laughs> yeah, every time we know, see a like, Leicester game, she's like, there he is. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> he's uh, a dreamboat. <laughs> I, I went, uh, so, uh, yeah, my uh, girlfriend and I were at uh, Brighton away last year, and uh, she certainly uh, noticed him. And, uh, and that lovely blonde hair of his in, in goal. Oh, yes. Yes, yes. Sexy man. All right. Um, so as far as ex- expectations for the rest of this year, I mean, what are your hopes? Uh, you know, still, I don't know if this is the, like, the old Lester fan in me. Like, if you offered me fourth place right now, like, it'd be hard to argue against. Even though the the, the lead is sure. so big, so As a Tottenham I'm supporter, that's how title. I feel. I'm sorry. As a Tottenham supporter, that's how I feel. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That used to be Arsenal, but oh, have they have things have changed over there? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's too early to talk about you know challenging for the for the title. We've got a couple of big games coming up in December. You know, Man City and and Liverpool. Um, hoping that Liverpool kind of slips up a bit but they look like such a juggernaut so as long as we're up there in the mix giving it a go i'll take it uh you know really should be consolidating a a champions league spot and trying to lock that up you know as as soon as you as we can i don't think you know anyone expected to be in this position so we really have to take advantage of it and hopefully we'll be able to do that without you know any distractions with european football that the other clubs have that is a that is an awful answer. As a as a Manchester United fan, I am <laughs> fully behind. I am fully behind the Leicester uh, train here. You guys need to catch Liverpool. <laughs> I can't have them fucking winning the Premier League. I can't have it. I don't want to hear it from them. Well, look, it might come down to it, and we've got you guys last game of the season. So you know, we might have to come up oh, with uh, some kind of I'll, deal here. We'll run the U8s out there. Like yeah, you're we, gonna see the you're gonna see the 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 academy's academy team come out there and play. Well, I mean, we fully know that we, we, it's down to us. I mean, I hear it from, from every, from all the other, you know, fans down at, you know, football factory. It's like, they're always like, please, you have to do this. (laughs) You cannot let, let, we can't have Liverpool win this league. It's a fun neutral wants them to win as an American fan. It's just a fun neutral squad to be watching, especially like newbies. Yes. 
Yeah, that's fair. And, and you guys, there aren't that many supporters groups from what I've done my research on. It seems like you guys are kind of leading the way around your area, but where else are there Lester pockets? Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, I try to help, you know, people start up, you know, little little groups where they can. And there's a few folks up in, in, in Boston who are, are looking to get something going. Um, at, they had a really good turnout at that at the NBC event up there. Uh, we've got oh, that folks, was cool. Yeah, we've got some folks in Texas um, who have just recently put something together. There's uh, SoCal Foxes, uh, Atlanta Foxes has a good good group going. Uh, we we rep them a lot. We wear their scarves. Uh, so in the states, those are those are some of the main ones there. Uh, Nashville also. I think there's there's some folks there. Um, hmm. and, and someone just started up, uh, Ohio foxes. So, nice. uh, yeah, I mean, if, if, if you're listening and, and you're a Lester fan and, and, and you're looking for, uh, for like-minded, you know, fans, you know, definitely you can always reach out to us at, at New York foxes and, and we'll, we'll help put you in touch with, with some folks that we know and hopefully know in, in your area. Cause a lot of people seem to come to us because we were, they were the OGs right here in the States. Uh, and we've always got time to, to help, help anyone out who's, who's a Lester fan. That sounds so fun. I feel like being part of a small supporters group or not so small, whatever would be, would be a lot of fun. So roosting the devil people do that. Uh, we try to encourage, I try to encourage Lester fandom upon people that are trying to pick a squad. It's like, it's a great team. Yeah. We, uh, there was a, there's a Yahoo sports, uh, show called the bandwagon. It's just really like a, a baseball show, and and every week the host picks a new baseball team. Like this is why you should you know follow this team this week. <laughs> and so they did a little spinoff episode, and she wanted to pick a uh, a Premier League side for the year, and chose uh-huh. Leicester, and explained why you know they would be they would be a great team to to watch this year. So uh, Hannah at uh, at the bandwagon, you know, she mm-hmm. might be responsible for some of the success this year. Huh. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> very cool all right so um i don't know if we want to get into the trip a little more was that kind of like the make-a-wish foundation yeah ending? i mean if you, you, you want to say that i mean there's a lot of primer there's a lot of let's save it talk to uh to get into so yeah uh well what do you want to get into well you, you know we've got you know tottenham and manchester united here i'm talking to yeah. so all right a couple of things have you know kind of happened with with both of those teams uh, yeah i don't know maybe maybe you know new, new manager <laughs> over at spurs a couple of big wins uh for united not too not too boring over there uh, jamie i'll let you go first you could talk about your situation i uh um i i, I don't assume that you've uh, listen too much to us, but like I've been pretty consistent from the beginning of the year. Um, and like I said, I'm as a Man United fan, I'm pretty, I try to be as much as self-aware as possible and self-deprecating. And from the beginning, like I have been good with, with Ollie. Like I like, I like that there's basically been like this reset and yeah, we spent like a shit ton of money on Harry Maguire. Um, and we also spent a bunch of money on, on Juan Basaka and I, yeah, I don't regret too. any of that. I don't regret any of that money on Juan Basaka. He looks yeah. all of, all of worth every penny of that 50 million pounds. He looked um, so good in that city game. Yes. Um, and even Daniel James, but like there's, there's, uh, you know, uh, on average, almost every week we tried out the, 
the youngest average um, starting eleven, and I think there's yeah. lots of lots of promise there. And and I, uh, I mean maybe it's because Ali's got such you know gravitas built up um, with me. You know I grew up watching him. Like I I, uh, I watched that um, that goal that he scored against Bayern Munich in the Champions League final in '99. Like I saw that live. Like it like I don't know. He he has he has a lot more leeway with me than he does with, with Mourinho and, and everyone points to like the record with Mourinho at this point versus the record with Ali. And it's actually worse, but it doesn't feel as negative around the club. Like, you know, Mourinho was just miserable being there and he was just like shitting on everything. And that's more why he had to go than the soccer itself. Yeah. Um, I'm actually good. And I think that, you know, for me, success is, you know, would I like to challenge for top top four? Absolutely. But like seeing all those young guys continue to hit some of those benchmarks of growth and build that club through all the young guys that we have and, you know, make the right uh, veteran signings when we need to. That feels exactly like everything I grew up with with Sir Alex Ferguson, like so many of the young guys that came through and buying the right guy at the right time to, to mesh with those guys. Um, I'm happy right now. I'm not ready to fire him, and and I love Pochettino. Why would you fire him now? You just beat Tottenham and uh, <laughs> and City I back to back. I wasn't Na- I wasn't ready to fire him before then. So yeah, right. Napoli just fired uh, Ancelotti after that four four nil one championship. Saw that. <laughs> so cruel. Yeah. yeah, you know it's uh, yeah, I, I, you know it's you guys. If you look at the, the the midfield right that you have to play every put out there every week. Um, you know, it's not, not going to be easy. These, you know, you're putting about all these kids every week. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah Children. I mean, and Mourinho was burning money over there, man. He really was. And then he pulled his whole thing, you know, third year of the contract and he's looking for yeah. a buyout. Yep. Uh, so yeah, I mean, it was it, like you guys executed everything so perfectly in that first half against Man City last game, you could have put four way in that in that first half. Uh, uh, they should have they should have scored more. Like that's always my frustration. That was my frustration with uh, with the Tottenham game too. Like outside of that first goal, or like you can argue guys and he, uh, uh, you know should have saved that near post one. But yeah, outside that, have... he fucking stood on he stood on his head. He did. Uh, I mean, oh yeah, that. yeah. Well, like yeah, the shot Rashford had that he tipped up to, uh, across uh, up to the crossbar. Like that was a rocket. Like I don't know how he made that save. So um, yeah. I'm liking that we're scoring more than one goal a game. <laughs> yeah, no, I but. think. Yeah, I mean, uh, when Pogba comes back, or if he comes back, and what, how that's going to get sorted out, that's going to make a big difference to, to I think how United. Oh, he's winds up. He's, he's actually his his sale to Real Madrid is funding our purchase of Madison. I just wanted to oh, share that oh. with you. Oh, like, okay, so we've got that. Guy. <laughs> Leave him alone. Give him like another two years before you steal him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, but it is cool to see you know just you know uh, all the all these young kids playing um, and you know yeah there is a certain throwback to 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 that era. But United's always had a great academy and and people don't realize that it was actually a big part of of uh lester's rise back up to the to premier league and early success in the premier league is that we had picked up a lot of guys from the who, who were united academy products it's like yeah. richie delat uh danny drinkwater maddie james and you know a few other guys they were all united products so these guys were players you'd know how to spot talent and and so 
what did we do? We were like, all right, well, who are the guys that are not there anymore? And we could probably get deals on them. And that's, right. that's what Lester did. I think it's crazy. If you, even if you look around um, and, and, you know, it's well documented, all of the guys that Chelsea own or whatever. But if you look at guys playing in the Premier League right now or even across Europe and how many of those guys just happened to be in United's uh, academy set up at one point, like there's yeah. a ton of guys on that list that you wouldn't you wouldn't think of. And um, uh, the, the, I think there was a, an article I read, you know, like if you could have one guy back from the academy right now, what would it be and at, at the time? Um, you know, Josh King for, for Bournemouth, um, uh, you know, we needed an extra striker and and he's been fantastic. And, and obviously Ollie loves him because he's, you know, Norwegian. Um, so, um, but yeah, it it is, it is good. I'm glad to see some of the Academy kids play. I, I, and I'm, I'm, I'd, I'd rather see the guys take their lumps as kids and, you know, work through some of that, um, then go out and continue the way we were just, you know, what do we spend like 800 million pounds in the last six years and we have poop to show for it. So, so if, if Poch said like, I want to go, go to United, if you have an opportunity to, to pull in an elite manager like that, do you, do you still say no? Uh, not in the mid season. Like I, I don't even want to have that conversation until the end of the year. Like I, it doesn't do anybody any good mid season, you know, with those kids, um, and like I said, it maybe it, it might be different for me if it wasn't Ali. Um, like yeah. I said, I, I think that just because of might it would definitely be different. Absolutely. Yeah. You guys would have sacked his ass like three months ago. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's probably fair. But like you know, I think that he, he does. He just carries a certain gravitas for for United fans, and he might get a little more leash that way than uh, than any other manager would. So that's fair. That's a fair assessment. Yeah. Uh, you know, I. Uh, the, I don't think it's a, it was a much different situation. So uh, certainly I'm not trying to compare Claude Puel with, you know, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer or, you know, a United legend uh, here. But uh, not, and also not to just bring everything back to Leicester, but I don't think this, this season would have gone as well as it has, would, go, would be going as well as it is, as it is going uh, if Rodgers did not have that time that he had with the side at the end of last season. I, I think he got unfairly run off by Liverpool in the first place. You know, I like, I thought that, you know, for everything that Klopp has done, like Rogers set the, you know, set the table for Liverpool um, when Klopp took over uh, and, and Rogers went and did nothing other than win. And I know it's Scotland, but you know, just dominated. He's a fantastic coach. I think that that was a, I mean, I honestly, I, th- I think he's a better coach than, uh, you know, Claudio. Um, yeah, I, it's, 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 I think it's huge for you guys. I, I was going to ask you, like, do, how, how comfortable do you feel about being able to hold on to him? You know, we talked about the players, but, you know, also Rogers too. you know, everyone kind of started to recognize like, hey, this guy is a really good coach. Yeah. So, you know, I, I think he needs to feel that he's got the support. And I think he does feel pretty well supported by leadership at, at Leicester. Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's always going to be that, that worry, right? He left Celtic, you know, right at, right before he was about to win this 10th straight title with them. Um, so <laughs> we just signed him to a new contract, um, five and a half years now. So it's through 2025, but I don't think anyone's under the illusion that he'll stay that whole time. 
but he's saying all the right things about building a project and, and that he really feels like he's in a good place. So hopefully we'll keep him for a while. And you know what? If he does go, and I've talked about this with my brother, uh, then that means he's doing well. Right. Like Mm -hmm. if some big team takes him, that means he's doing well. The club's doing well. And and hopefully that means he'll have left us in a better place than we were. Uh, But we really see the difference uh, having a manager like him, you know, versus, you know, what we had the last couple of seasons. I think there's, you know, as as a club too, like having a manager like that, um, you know, you saw the effect this summer and I don't know how you didn't, you haven't talked about him yet, but, um, uh, a player who did fantastic for you guys in the second half of last season that you ended up buying this summer, Yuri Tillemans. Yeah. Um, like he's a, he, he played so well and he probably could have gone to, you know, quote unquote, a bigger club, but he like signed early. And I think that is lends itself to, you know, Rogers and, you know, the, um, the ability that he has and, um, the rapport he has with the players. I think that, you know, having a player like that is super important, you know, um, a la Rafa Benitez at Newcastle, you know, yeah. just, um, a, a fantastic manager that can make, you know, um, uh, a smaller club like that much better just because of how, you know, important they are. Yeah, I think that's, an, that's another, another, you've got, you know, hit after hit today. That's, a, that's another great point. And, and I think a lot of us, you know, uh, who are, who are less fans would agree with that. Uh, we were beside ourselves when, when Telemann signed and it, he almost did too well when he came over on loan, we're like, ah, he'll go to some big, big club <laughs> now, but he decided to, to come to Leicester and, uh, uh, yeah, he's been, he's been phenomenal. And, uh, he, against Villa, he sat back, played a little bit more of a deeper role and he was, you know, just cleaning everything up. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I mean, then now, right, you see other players start to see those big names or talented players in Europe coming to Leicester. And then, you know, why wouldn't they come too when they see these guys thriving? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You guys have had some epic games this season. Didn't you, you just beat Everton, uh, what, 95th minute? Oh, that's the Iannaccio goal, right? Yeah, Kalichi. Yeah, yeah, Inacho with that, like, Inacho. yeah, and he he hadn't scored a league goal in like over a year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he hasn't been playing much in the league. Uh, you know, he plays in the League Cup and you know. Gosh, though, so what is but, what is he though? Still, he's only like twenty three, twenty four, right? Like he's, he's still, still pretty young. young. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, but Rogers, I guess you know, saw has seen something in him. Uh, look, he was scoring goals for fun, you know, during his sub. Uh, sub appearances at Man City, we took him. It hasn't re- didn't really work out, but Rogers was like patient with him, and you know, I guess they've been working on a lot of stuff at training, and he's had the right attitude, and it was just you know they were just waiting for the right time to, and he he's looked phenomenal these his last two appearances. Yeah, he scored again last week, didn't he? Scored again, and another set. Yeah, he's setting up goals too. It's uh, he's like like <laughs> where did this guy come from? The other game I really liked the season from you guys was when you drubbed Southampton nine nothing. It was just like, oh no! I was watching. I watched. I had to turn it off as oh. a neutral. I was like, this is too brutal. Yeah, it was almost like, oh, uh, like is this is this legal? Like, are you allowed <laughs> yeah. to do this to someone like on TV? Stop uh, it! It's already yeah, dead. It's, yeah, he's already <laughs> dead. Yeah, that, um, I I don't even know what to say about that game. Um, but it was a we had a great time. We actually, there was uh, so we, a bunch of us met up uh, to watch that one, 
and there was a uh, we, there were a lot of people in town from Leicester, and a whole wedding party showed up <laughs> to watch watch the game with us. It was it was phenomenal. It's the party us. was still in her gown. They were over from a celebratory Leicester. nine nothing drubbing. <laughs> There's so many. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so they were. They set the wedding up on the Friday because the game was originally scheduled for Saturday, and then it was moved to Friday for like huh. TV. And they came straight from the wedding, and uh, it came down. And everyone came down, and, and it was just a big party. It was, it was. Uh, I was one of the most fun times I've I've had watching watching a game certainly in the last since since the title win. And then the other game from this season that I painfully remember is you guys had a late winner against Tottenham. Back yeah, in it was that the start was, of our problems, start of Pochettino's problems. Yeah, but you know what I would say? I think in that game, I thought you guys were the better team. Um, <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. That whole game, I was like, oh, you know, we look great. It was fine. Even after the game, it's like, you know, 2-1 loss at King Power. Uh, not the worst loss in the world, but. Yeah, I mean, but to have a goal disallowed like it was. and Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, oh, that was that Serge Aurier goal, wasn't it? Yeah, it, yeah. Was it like Son was like just offside? Or, yep. Um, or VAR was he really offside? So yeah, yeah. And then they was, went. Uh, Go for. No, yeah, that 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 had to have been a tough one for you all. And we we always seem to have those games against each other. Um. So yeah, I mean, I get excited to watch anytime you guys have a big game on a weekend. It's definitely one I I tend to watch. Well, you you guys are starting to get exciting too. I mean, you you're letting up goals, but you're scoring goals. Uh, Song's yep. looking great. Deli Alley is reborn. Oh yeah, you guys are fun to watch too right now. And then, yeah, I mean, you know, the the villain is back in the mm, Premier League. We talk, we've talked about Jose so much on this podcast before yeah, yeah. before he came to Tottenham. Yeah, and it's just. And as a character, I always explain how much I love him. Like, he's just an awesome little evil man. And then, but to actually see him come to Tottenham, you know, at first it was weird, but since he's been the coach, they beat West Ham, then Champions League, Olympiacos, Burnmouth 3 2, lost to Man- Manchester United, but then just mm-hmm. beat 5 0, which was just a celebration of delicious. Harry Kane goals and then the craziest sunny goal I've ever seen. So I, I don't know, whatever it's you root for the players on the field, not for the, for the manager in the end. And it did take a day or two to get over that. Um, crazy to see Pochettino out, but you can't be unhappy with where Tottenham is on the table, where they are in champions league. There's so much football to play and so much to watch still and play for. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, like I guess the the relationship had deteriorated enough with Pochettino and, and Levy that you know it just yeah and that you know I guess you you see it in the in the play right in the players and and so hopefully he I guess if I'm a Spurs fan I think you know hopefully he winds up somewhere um, that's not you know the other team in North London. Yeah, hopefully not in in, in he won't. England. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. No, I thought there was no way Rogers would ever leave them when he did, and he did. So you know, like different. The money has a way. 
if I if I had a, if I had a bet, I would I would bet that Arsenal hires Ancelotti before they hire Pochettino. <laughs> I saw, Thanks, I Jimmy. Saw, I saw a name today <laughs> that made me laugh, and I saw uh, Paulo Souza, who had a uh, disastrous <laughs> spell with the, with us. I bar. read that on your wiki earlier today. Uh, yeah. yeah. He was the he was the first manager that came in after the guy that got you promoted back to to the league, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, and it was pretty unfair for Nigel Pearson, which who's back in the Premier League too. He just got hired Watford. by Watford. So yeah, that was nice. Big Nige back. Yes. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, he was hired, and he, I don't know the man of Mino Manor's the owner at the time. He clearly had his eye on Sousa, um, and and Pearson knew it. So Pearson, you know walked away uh but you know we definitely did the right thing in getting pearson back um he had a lot of work to do after you know sven Joran erickson was spending all that money and had a lot of characters that he probably didn't want around the club so it's an interesting hire by watford because uh mm. pearson knows what it's like to be in a relegation battle he may not be the most tactically astute manager but he knows what it's like to be there but if you do go down with him, he knows how to like rebuild the club, uh, uh-huh. and he brought Shakespeare back with him. So it's going to be interesting to see what the, what those uh-huh. two guys do. I, and I think most of us will always uh, always have a spot in our hearts for for Nigel. <laughs> Watford should have hired Sam Allardyce. He's a he's a relegation master. He's a relegation master, but you know <laughs> what happens after you stay up, right? No, so, nothing. He gets it fired immediately. Soon. It might be too soon for Big Sam. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. All right, so we're right about an hour, so and we usually end the uh, podcast with rants. So, do you have anything that you're just dying to get off your chest? Anything soccer related, tangentially be, soccer related? It doesn't. It doesn't even have to be it soccer. Have to be. Oh, I let it start. Yeah, you can be whatever you want to talk about. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, we should have warned you today. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know what? Uh, yeah, again, I'm, uh, I guess I'll say this, you know, we're, we're, seeing a lot of, you know, talk and a lot, a lot of, a lot of responses when, when, uh, you know, the table shown, uh, sometimes, you know, Lester's left out a lot, right. The, the, the conversation is still, you know, will Man City catch Liverpool, um, there were a few graphics that I've seen on TV recently that just omitted the second spot on the table, and, uh, which is like just ridiculous again. And so, you know, which I guess it's fine, right? If, if people don't want to give us the respect reserve, you know, we'll, we'll be the ones, you know, I guess enjoying ourselves at the end of the season. But um, I, you know, there's just still this attitude about, about, Lester and about the club, which, you know, we kind of, we kind of relish in, but, you know, it, it, at the same time though, uh, you know, amongst other fans, amongst media, it really takes away from, uh, you know, what the side is accomplishing um, and, and how hard, hard the team is working. So uh, I, I, I don't want to see another table again that just shows Liverpool one and Man City three. That they just, that's like, that's got to end. Love yeah, that. disrespectful. Man City looks vulnerable, and it's awesome. I hate, I hate Man City. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, and Pep too. That's another thing I want to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got one more thing. <laughs> Go on. I think Pep, Pep, 
is an overrated manager. He, uh, he He's good at buying, but you can see he's already starting to panic. Um, and you can see even in that Man City game, he, he was sweating. He wanted to do like online shopping or something like that in the second <laughs> half to see if he could like bring in another player. Right. So we're going to see Get him a new again start. in January. He's going to make an approach for Chilwell. Whoever is on our side, it's going to unsettle us. But, you know, it, again, you know, I'm waiting for Pep to be a manager and take his side and actually manage him and, and earn something that way instead of just constantly buying and buying and buying. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Sorry, Pep. Great rant. Pants Great with rant. pockets in the front, they got to go. These guys <laughs> whole style. <laughs> whole style. Yeah. All right, I, I think that's enough. I think I covered all, right. all the bases. <laughs> I've, got a, I've got a quick shout-out for my rant. I was actually up in your neck of the woods this weekend in Brooklyn. I went to Banter to watch the Manchester Derby. All right. Yeah, cool little soccer bar. Very well, crowded. Time gotta, next of, time come down to uh, the football factor at us. You know, I'll have to. you got to come have visit to. us. I think – I wonder – the other guy that's a Tottenham fan, he went to some bar in, in uh, New York to watch a game back in, like, Labor Day, but I forget the name. Probably maybe – uh, on um, on 14th Street. Uh, Flannery's. Flannery's, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're good folks over there, too. Nice. Jimmy, any any closer for you? Uh, just uh, just sitting over here throwing my full support behind Leicester's championship title push this season. Um, I am, uh, yeah, I, I love United, and you know, if, if it comes down to the end of the season, we need to lose for you guys to jump Liverpool. Like, I'm all on board for that because uh, I hate Liverpool. Um, and it's funny because I, I do like, I do hate Liverpool, but I also enjoy watching them play because it's beautiful. And I like Jurgen Klopp and I hate uh, Pep for all the same reasons that Jason just outlined. So um, <laughs> it, it is, it is a difficult paradox for me to walk, but uh, just well, know that I am fully behind you guys. And uh, uh, I as well, if I'm ever in New York, um, my cousin lives in Brooklyn, so if I'm ever in New York, I'm going to hit you guys up and, and come watch a Leicester game. And listen, if it comes down to it, last game of the season against you guys, and we need points, beers are on me. <laughs> Deal. <laughs> Absolutely. I might nice. have to book that trip right now. Is that about Jamie Vardy? Jamie Vardy? Yes, he's having a party. He's having have a party. Is that about Jamie Vardy? Jamie Vardy? Yes, he's having a party. Listening. It's nice to meet you. Uh, I'm glad you're a Tottenham supporter. Peace.